0: hello everyone welcome to the podcast i am so excited to be here today with our guest she is an intuitive healer a spiritual coach who helps women align with their soul purpose she is well versed in a variety of healing modalities such as reiki human design astrology and more so without further ado janessa talman
1: Thank you so much for getting us together to have this conversation. I'm so excited. Me too.
0: Thank you so much for coming here to have this conversation. Um, Before we dive into the bulk of our material here, I did want to hear a little bit about your story and how you got here, how you got into this amazing work that you do
1: yeah absolutely and this is probably the hardest question anyone ever asks me because it's a lengthy one so i will try and keep it to the cole's notes because it can it can really start to unravel itself if i really start telling the whole story but
0: okay we have time
1: (laughs) (laughs) how many hours though because that's really what it feels like i feel like i've packed a lot of years and a lot of experience and a lot of like testing and like self-development and self-healing and self-learning and like more structured institutionalized learning and like all of that stuff i feel like i've packed it into multiple lifetimes but really it's all been within the last uh eight and a half years so to kind of start at the beginning um about nine years ago or so i was pretty well just living my life like the average typical person, like really not questioning a whole lot of anything, really not considering any larger topics or conversations or ideologies outside of just the standard, you know, that really mundane sort of narrow focused life of like, wake up, figure out how you're going to make some money, figure out how you're going to pay your bills and living your life for like the weekend or a break, like really Mm. just on that hamster wheel of struggle kind of thing yeah. and I was a single mom to a two-year-old at that point and I was working a full-time job in um, like investment financing and I was also working part-time jobs so I was still wow. serving in the evenings and weekends and I would pretty well take any type of extra shift I could get to be able to have a little bit of extra money because I really was wearing all the hats, doing all the things, paying for all the things, and couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was extremely busy and I didn't have time to do anything, like not even take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So having any type of intellectual reflection or insight into my own life, it like just didn't happen. Mm. And I got into the world of. Um, more like self-actualized uh, creationism actually through a network marketing opportunity. Okay. So I was pretty well a walking target with like a giant bullseye on my back. And all of the network marketers were like, you know, single mom broke, let's sell her the dream kind of thing. Mm. And you know, I bought and sold into it and joined a network marketing company. And that was kind of like my first introduction to um, you know not just kind of living life on a whim being like pushed around just by circumstances it was the introduction that sort of catalyzed like this change of perception that i had for how like strong and powerful we actually are as individuals when we use our mindset mm. and determination and perspective to change our experiences mm-hmm. um, so I actually ended up like doing quite well in that industry. And financially, it put me in a place where I then got to sort of have a respite from that hamster wheel of like stress. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, you know, drop the side jobs. And then I was slowly able after about a year or so to transition out of my full time career into being full time network marketer. Mm -hmm. So once I had that sort of I don't know, that freedom to, like, let the nervous system chill out totally. for a bit. Mm-hmm. I was able to then pursue things that interested me mm-hmm. as they came up. Mm-hmm. So, like, meditation and things like energy healing and the concept of, um, you know, like, creating your own reality with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I was introduced sort of through the self-development world, Um to the concept of uh, like the law of attraction and using the laws of the universe from an energetic standpoint for manifestation and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, it, you know, I really was using um, all of my knowledge and like my new skills in the world of energetics for a lot of materialistic type things, because I was still definitely deconditioning like all of that frantic, single mom hustle culture type stuff that I had just totally assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started applying, uh, you know, different energetic laws for the purpose of manifestation. It really was for like bigger business, more money, mm-hmm. more trips, fancier car, bigger house, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it it definitely was working for me. Mm-hmm. And then I did get to a point, and this was probably about... Um, I would say five years ago now mm-hmm. it got to a point where um despite completely changing my life like inside like in my soul like that feeling that you have like when you're alone by yourself mm-hmm. no one else is around i still didn't feel like i didn't feel any different than i had like mm-hmm. three years earlier when i was really struggling mm-hmm. and by all typical standards I wasn't struggling anymore. Mm -hmm. I was successful. I was doing really well, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel any different Mm -hmm. at all. And that kicked off the self-healing journey where my awareness and acceptance of these new ideas and these new thoughts about energetics um, really shifted towards uh, myself, like introspectively really starting to consider like why do I think the things I think why Mm -hmm. do I do the things I do Mm -hmm. and I just like I think everybody who dips a toe in the healing world um once you recognize the shift in your own energy and your own perspective when you start to apply some of the things and doesn't really matter what it is like we all kind of discover something that's our like catalyst Mm -hmm. for me it was reiki okay um once i sort of like felt that shift Mm -hmm. i sort of had like that second wave of like awakening or realization where i was like i need to completely change my life even though i had just done that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and had been doing that for years Mm -hmm. but it was with a different purpose this time like Mm -hmm. it really was to figure out who I was and mm-hmm. why it had taken me you know 30 years to question my belief systems the way I did things the way I was parenting the things that I valued in life mm-hmm. and by the time I was 30 and you know I'd had two kids at that point because I remarried and um, life had kind of progressed I also ended up with um, like a list of symptoms that for me were becoming very interfering in my life. Mm-hmm. So my health had started to unravel mm-hmm. a little bit. And it just like one thing led to another. Like I was introduced to Reiki and energy healing and, um, you know, would use those modalities to help ease some of the like physical pain and discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of got connected to like, you know, and then this person offers yep. this and then this hypnotherapist does you know, like past life regressions and like it just one thing after another. Mm-hmm. And I got so, like, very, very interested in this whole hidden world that I had sort of felt was just like kept from me my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that there were people out there and had been people out there for my entire life who already knew about all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went through that big process of like, I guess awakening is the word. Mm -hmm. Um, but it feels a lot more than that. Like it's one realization after another Mm -hmm. when you're like, wow, (laughs) wow. And it's almost like it's mind blowing. And then you sort of do have to go through the process of being like, but where do I fit in with this? And then Mm -hmm. that's where I kind of, um, really decided that, I wanted to just figure out like who I was and what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. because I did definitely get bit by the entrepreneurial bug. And I was like, I, you know, I'm still an entrepreneur at heart, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do it this like hustle way that I did before. Mm -hmm. And if I know how to tap into like the loss of the universe and use energetics Mm -hmm. to gain material things, then I want to use those same principles to be able to heal myself of these things that are going on and really start to unpack like what's going on in my head and then start to synthesize my own self sort of deconditioning process with how i then interacted with society and individuals and my family and you know i'm in the middle of raising kids who I've raised one way for a number of years. And now I don't really agree with anything I've done. How do I make that shift and start? So it was like one thing after another. And the more obsessed I got, the more I just dove down the like educational route as well. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly the same way that my own learning process sort of went. It was like, I'll take this course. And then I was introduced to this. And then there was this whole program. And it has been, Ooh, I think six years now since I have been in the like health and healing and personal development coaching space. Okay. Um, so on my giant list of, well, it's not giant, I guess, but I have done a lot <laughs> on my list of <laughs> certifications and like areas of expertise that I've been in. Um, nutrition was really high up there. So I was a nutrition coach for a couple of years. And that was sort of what was funding my ability to still continue to stay in school and still be self employed. And in addition to nutrition, I ended up adding in a lot of the like Reiki and actual hands on energetic healing modalities. And then I was introduced to human design and astrology. And I enrolled in an actual uh phd doctorate program about five years ago so i've actually been in like a full-time metaphysical university and i'm coming up on my final year so it like it's been a really long journey Mm -hmm. and this is about as short as i could possibly get this story like there's Mm -hmm. so much more that sort of works its way in Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what has brought me to where i am now Mm -hmm. where i am actively working as like a spiritual counselor or like an astrological therapist or like an energetics coach and i don't necessarily have one title that sort of summarizes all that i do Mm -hmm. but i have managed to really bring together and synthesize those parts of my journey Mm -hmm. where i bring in nutrition spiritual healing modalities and um like mindset manifestation and like law of attraction work Mm -hmm. to really help people get to a point in their life where they can discover who they are and begin their introspective Mm -hmm. process of deconditioning and then rebuilding and creating their life so that they can find their purpose and really start to enjoy their life and that's where i'm at now
0: wow long story right (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing though that is um so inspiring and listening to your story I can see how you know you had to go through all those hoops you had to go through all those challenges to get to where you are now so that you can guide others through who are going through the same thing that you went through so it just makes so much sense it also feels like you have been guided like you know the universe kind of took you every step of the way the way it sounds so that's just so beautiful
1: yeah in hindsight I can see where my intuition was always Mm -hmm. kind of holding that little light for me to follow Mm -hmm. long before I had the vocabulary or the language to know that it was like my inner voice Mm -hmm. or my intuition or my soul calling me. Mm -hmm. But in the moment when I was going through all those processes, I did not have the insight or like that wisdom Mm -hmm. to be able to connect those dots. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my, um, really big pillars of like the foundation of the work that I do with people Mm -hmm. is helping them really early on in our work to identify what their own inner compass Mm. sounds and like looks and feels like to them Mm -hmm. so that they know when they actually are following their path Mm -hmm. or or they are actually in alignment with their higher purpose Mm. because I only gathered enough of this insight to be able to sort of look back retrospectively to know Mm. that that's what was going on. Mm -hmm. So at the time, like when I tell that story now, it sounds very inspiring. Like I was just following the breadcrumbs as the universe left them out for me. Mm -hmm. But it didn't feel like that most of the time. It really felt like I was putting out one fire after the other.
0: Right. Mm.
1: But it's in that hindsight perspective where I can be like, no, my intuition, like it's just always dead on. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know that that was... Mm sort of something that was working for me so that's a big part of what I do it's like really helping people identify what their intuitive voice sounds like for them because we all have a very unique way of interpreting that
0: totally yeah so would you say that getting in touch with your intuition is the first step
1: For for anything for absolutely anything you are completely disempowered if you don't have access to or awareness of that direct line communication to mm. your higher self which is connected to the entire stream of energy of consciousness mm-hmm. right Absolutely. so if you're not aware of that or you're not um skilled enough to be able to really deliberately hear your own inner guidance mm-hmm you're going to end up having to kind of take that longer path Mm -hmm. around. That is where it ends up feeling like it's just one tiny little piece of the puzzle at a time. Mm -hmm. So really developing and identifying that voice for people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not with the purpose of rushing through anything, but you can sort of condense your time frames Mm -hmm. for healing, for manifestation, for um, even just like your more traditional basic goal setting, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I would like this to happen in my life. How much time would you like this to evolve within? right? Mm-hmm. Well, people can have goals that they really don't come close to achieving for years and years because they're not listening to that like inner voice, mm-hmm. but people who can sort of condense their time frames and completely change their life within like six months, 12 months mm-hmm. It's when they have access to that information mm-hmm. that their higher version of themselves knows that's how you go from like a five-year plan to like a six-month plan
0: right yeah it totally makes sense because it takes so much time to you know pursue dreams that you think you want yes yeah. so and so is doing it and... and
1: most of the time it's not actually what you thought it was gonna be mm. I yeah and it mm-hmm. is funny and that's a bigger conversation kind of like a segue on its own but um that is sort of what ends up happening um people don't necessarily realize that the things they're trying to achieve in their life are a list that they've created more from like an ego consciousness Mm -hmm. or more like a conditioned societal expectancy sort Mm -hmm. of perspective. Um, But then when they sort of go through the process of really hearing their soul, like really following that internal voice towards Mm -hmm. their actual true purpose and pleasure and joy and passion Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it does not look like this list that they had Mm -hmm. it looks very different the feeling and the outcome Mm -hmm. is going to be the same they think they want these things but it's because they want to feel a certain way Mm -hmm. turns out these things that are really calling them provide the same type of feeling and that's what they wanted but the way the universe works is it doesn't really matter what you're going for the emotion and the energetic frequency is the goal therefore you will get the things you want so it is really really neat watching people go through that process
0: mm-hmm. because
1: i have gone through it mm-hmm. in like a couple different versions of it mm-hmm. but i've seen the power of that collectively coming together so walking people through that to me is just it is unbelievable and seeing them come to that realization that they really had no idea all along what they wanted and this list of things, this checkbox list that was really keeping them in this place of like discomfort. Mm -hmm. It's just so far from who they are. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's really, amazing.
1: it's really fantastic. Yeah. I think like there, sometimes I don't even have words to describe it. I'm like, I I might have the best job on the planet. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it feels like some days. Yeah.
0: It must be very fulfilling. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, So, in terms of intuition, how would you, what would be your advice to someone who is disconnected from their intuition? And how can they connect to that inner voice in their own unique way? As you said, everyone has a different way of accessing it.
1: Um, There's no one cut and dry answer for this one i don't think because a lot of people they wouldn't be able to identify their intuition unless it's something they'd already been developing so Mm. it kind of depends on like what person i'm talking to but if we're going to generalize it i think there's a process that i put people through um when they really don't know what they're in. Intuitive voice sounds like when they're like, I am not an intuitive person at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I put them through a process of just getting them to like really settle in and relax and start to just remember certain things through their life when you just had a hunch. Like you just knew something was up, you didn't know what it was, Mm -hmm. and everybody always has at least one story that they can think of. And sometimes Mm -hmm. their stories are rooted in like trauma or um, a period of their life or a significant event in their life that actually is really discomforting for them to think about. Mm -hmm. But usually there is some event where they can be like, no, I absolutely knew I should not have done X, Y, Z. And this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Most people's intuition really does come through as like that hunch Mm -hmm. we just don't remember all of the insignificant ones whether we listen to it or follow it or not kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but just about every person has at least one example where they know they had a feeling about something and some people will call it a hunch or like Mm -hmm. a gut feeling or Mm -hmm. like they just knew Mm -hmm. um but they didn't listen and something happened Mm -hmm. um and it's not all doom and gloom if you don't (laughs) listen to it those Mm -hmm. are just the things we remember because Mm -hmm. there's likely a little bit of trauma associated with it so we hold it Mm -hmm. so i walk people through that process of like coming up with a memory that you have about a time that you just knew something without knowing something and then we start to work through what it was like so with your intuition your intuition is actually um interchangeable and the same thing as like the psychic senses mm-hmm. um and then like you have your there's about eight of them but there's like four major ones like your clairvoyance your clairaudience your claircognizance and your clairsentience mm-hmm. um clairvoyance is that like clear scene mm-hmm. so people who can actually very visually get imagery or even actually see things that are projected mm-hmm. um Claire, Claire audience is when you have like an actual audio that's sort of playing in your head, and sometimes it's within your head or outside of your head sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um jokingly lets the like hearing voices one.
0: Right. <laughs> um
1: your clairsentience is like your true empath, like that really emotional, visceral, um, like that feelings person who just gets sort of like a feeling about mm-hmm. something, and there's like usually an emotion that is attached to uh, whatever like message that is sort of coming through. Mm -hmm. And then the claircognizance is just a clear knowing Mm -hmm. where it is that like, you know, like I just had a hunch, like I just knew it and no one had to tell me it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know where I got that information from, but I just knew that that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So those four are the four major ones. Mm -hmm. So when I walk people through the process of finding a memory where they realized they either did or didn't follow Mm. an internal knowingness of some kind, um, then I get them to sort of work through like, well, what did it feel like? What did it sound like? What did it look like? Like, what was it? And then we can sort of identify what their more natural um, psychic abilities are. And then that is almost always pretty typical for what your your intuitive voice is going to come through as. Right. So sometimes people are just very empathic or they're very empathetic in general. Mm-hmm. Their intuition will be more of like an emotional guidance system mm-hmm. where they will just get a bad feeling or a good feeling about something. Mm-hmm. And that's their internal compass sort of letting them know that you've got like a hard stop or mm-hmm. like a green light mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then it will just look very similar for each of those. So for someone who has maybe never really, uh, like actively developed their intuition with that sort of language associated with it, I would, I would really just sort of suggest that like, think back over your life. Where was the scenario where you know that you just had some type of hunch or a feeling or a knowing, or you were just you know, really skeptical, and you knew something was going on. Mm -hmm. um, And then sort of dissect what it was like in that moment when you got it. Mm -hmm. And once you sort of pinpoint, like, do I see things? Do I hear things? Do I feel things? Or do I know things? A lot of the times, it is actually just a blend of all of them. Mm. Um, Once you kind of get a sense of what that is like, then you can start to sort of pursue a little bit of, like, practice and development. And anyone can do this on their own. Um, We're in the coolest part of history on the planet, I think. The fact that you can go online and just Google search, like, spiritual development teacher, and you have, you know, 150,000 hits. It's like, take your pick, Mm -hmm. hire someone, get them to walk you through it. like. Or there are a lot of, like, self-taught avenues out there, too, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of meditations where you can just... Um, Like access your own intuition through a meditative state. Mm. Um, And I think it's kind of, that's part of the journey for people. Mm -hmm. Um, But the bigger piece there, I think is just really making like this point loud. Everybody is intuitive. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely everybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. It is the only line of communication that we have to the source energy of collective consciousness of all existence mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here in this physical body being able to live out this current lifetime if we didn't have that non-physical connection to where we came from yeah. so just like really knowing and fully trusting that like you are intuitive mm-hmm. you have your own intuitive language so it's not a matter of if you do or don't, it's a matter of learning how to be able to hear it or see it or feel it yeah. or understand what yours uniquely is to you. And then once you've identified it, now your options are limitless for being able to practice it and develop it and get really good at it and then be able to apply that intuitive, like internal relationship to make really good, good like for your highest potential sort of decisions like do I do this do I not do this kind of thing
0: amazing yeah that's brilliant it seems like you kind of just reverse engineer it
1: yeah yeah well just like everything I do Mm -hmm. um you know I usually have a scenario that I've been through first I have my own problems and questions and then I want to learn how to solve them so a lot of the like a lot of the teachings And a lot of the learning that I've done, it really has been reverse engineered from trying to get myself back on track. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's kind of I mean, I don't necessarily know if I have a signature, but that might be one of them. It's just like reverse engineering and problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, When you were
0: telling me your story, you mentioned that when you were using the laws of manifestation and in a more masculine energy way where you were more hustling when you were in this period when you were a single mom with your two-year-old and then fast forward a few years and you started to manifest in your business through a more feminine way and you didn't feel like you were hustling and you weren't in that like an yeah. entrepreneurial yeah. um, world what's the difference for you like how how is that different
1: for you in how you apply that? It's different in a lot of ways. Um, I won't go too far down like the business pathway of that. Um, but there's there are business structures and setups out there that are very task-oriented. And they do require a lot of that outward proactive, like the yang masculine energy to go out and do these things. Mm -hmm. And if you look at our society and the way it's set up in general, it really does mirror and mimic that masculine way of doing it. And, you know, this just popped up in my head. So I feel like I should say it when we're saying masculine, it's not necessarily men. It's not just a man these are energies the masculine energy is the yang the feminine energy is the yin and Mm -hmm. one is give and one is take and one is push and one is pull and they really work together Mm -hmm. but you can become unbalanced Mm -hmm. and you don't have that harmonizing energy that is supposed to go back and forth and support and help so when we're saying masculine energy this isn't just a man from like Mm -hmm. a gender perspective
0: I love that you mentioned that because I, I always make that note as well. Yeah. I, I much more resonate with the yin and yang because yes, we can really, our brain can really take it to like yeah. the outward way of being masculine and feminine, so which creates
1: you. a whole lot of other problems. Like <laughs> men quote unquote are not the enemy. They're not the problem. Mm-hmm. We got to stop thinking of everything in the world as like men versus women. It really is energetics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So our whole calendar system, right? The fact that we have like a Monday to Friday, a nine to five, a first of the month and the third of the month. And then like the first of the year and the 365 fifth day of the year, the way that we use time in that linear fashion to check things off, to accumulate successes, that is masculine mm-hmm. and it's necessary. But we have become very accustomed for Many years, like hundreds of years, to live in that state and not only, you know, disallow the more feminine state, we've actually condemned it, where, you know, calling in sick and taking a day off because you're just not feeling up for it has become something that is, you know, shameful or not worthy of these successes, these titles, these, you know, accolades. And the whole I don't I don't want to say system <laughs> I don't really know like the the best word to describe like collectively our modern world but the model yeah the model like, like the whole model <laughs> is kind of it really is set up to um almost discriminate against the feminine energy and whether you are male or female you have access to and should be utilizing both your masculine and feminine energies Mm -hmm. one is very proactive it's the push it's the go get it's the do and the feminine energy is the allow it's the you know it is more of that rest state like not rest as in not participating in things but not forcing things. It really is just allowing things to fall in place. So it's kind of like that pull, like pull back, retreat, slow down. Let's just see, let the dust settle, like that mm. kind of energy. Um, that's not very highly attributed in our society of the way that we view like success, right? It's not attributed to these like top performers, top performers, quote unquote, don't have that, don't have those traits. They got to where they are because they hustle and they do the hard work, whether they want to do it or not. And in my experience, you kind of need to be able to synthesize and balance both of those parts, because there are things in life that are difficult. And you do have things that you have to do, whether you're up for it or not. But where the shift that I made was was recognizing that I didn't have to only live in that state and I didn't have to pile on all of the self-deprecating like guilt and shame that came with the periods and cycles of me needing to be in more of that feminine energy where I don't always have to be pushing and going after and forcing things into place and going to get those things so I don't know if this necessarily answers your question, but that's sort of the shift that happened for me was recognizing that there was a lot of information in this success and like self development and the like monetary manifestation world uh, that was a little bit detrimental to people's overall health.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that this giant boom in the last like 15 years or so. And I know there's always been cycles of these big booms, but the last 15 years, like this online digital entrepreneur, it's been very glorified Mm -hmm. and it's sort of become like that beacon of like self-autonomy, like self-financial freedom, like that self-made sort of feeling. So a lot of people are gravitating towards it, which means it's now an industry. It's marketable, it's sellable, which means it's going to become tainted toxic and then detrimental and hurtful to the people who don't really know any better when they're introduced to it. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely one of those people where I feel like I was a little bit traumatized by the industry. Mm -hmm. So I had to really decondition a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So in this more, you know, allowable state of being in business for myself and really embracing all of the sort of like soft skills, that are associated with that more feminine energy. Um, I recognized that, you know, there were still those little voices in my head that were condemning me for doing those because I was judging them because I had been taught that those were pretty well the like antithesis of a successful person. So there was a lot to really unpack there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a place where um, I feel like I'm in a really good balance with that. Mm -hmm. And astrology was a really big part of that when I discovered astrology, a lot of the little missing links for me where I couldn't quite figure out how business life, mom life, like cultural, social, spiritual life, I didn't really know how all of these things fit in together. It always felt like they were all these little satellite compartments of my life. Mm-hmm. When I discovered astrology, I really understood the way that cycles connect us to all these different parts of our life and how there is a predictability and a pattern and an energetic cycle that we go through so now in my business I use astrology to plan my weeks plan my months plan my quarters plan my year and I do that within my home I do it within my business and I do it with myself personally Mm -hmm. so when you look at my calendar it's not going to look like someone who has gone through like you know what a typical like manifestation or goal setting process to set up their calendar. Mine follows my own natal placements and the cycles of the planets that are really significant in my own natal chart. Okay. So my, yeah, it is really cool. So that's how I have really made that shift. Mm -hmm. And you know, I could go any which direction with all the finer details, but um You know, I'm not really caught off guard by the shift in my own energy anymore Mm -hmm. because I'm already pre-planning with the planets. I already know what feeling I'm going to have that day or what type of energy I'm going to embody that day. Mm -hmm. So there there's just certain days that I know I don't put clients on these days. Mm -hmm. You know, or there are certain days where I actually Like they're the best days for me to have clients Mm -hmm. and I can do like 12 hour days and just go back to back to back and they don't take anything from me and I can just give and give and give and it's great. Mm -hmm. But if I tried to do it on this day, I'd probably become sick. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so little things like that where I, I'm just so lucky that I've been able to access all this information to set my life up like this. Mm -hmm. And it's so different from the way that I was taught to Mm -hmm. do business.
0: Mm -hmm. amazing makes me think of what lately I've been the last maybe half year so I've been um, tracking my cycle Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the same thing like in my calendar I have you know my different phases of my uh, menstrual cycle and I know what to do at certain times in those phases it kind of made me
1: think of that yeah that's another component to that as well too like Mm -hmm. I'm a female mm-hmm. I have a 29-ish day like physical biological cycle mm-hmm. that has like you know its own hormone timeline so working with that instead of fighting against it like we've kind of been taught Um, And then recognizing that alongside our own biological 29-day cycle, we have a universal cosmic 29-day moon cycle. Mm -hmm. And our biological cycles don't sync up with the moon cycle. In ancient times, they did. Mm -hmm. As females who are menstruating and have, like, biological cycles we've had so many interferences to our natural biorhythms that mm-hmm. we don't sync with the moon anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece that women specifically um and like menstruating women don't really fully understand about themselves mm-hmm. is that they've got these two cycles that mm-hmm. they're you know most people aren't working with them. Most people are fighting against them mm-hmm. and they don't really know what that invisible Thing is that they feel like they're always fighting mm-hmm. and it's two completely different energetic cycles mm-hmm. um, when I really learned enough to be able to apply my knowledge in my own life and then really saw how planning and mapping your your days your weeks your months your life like your big events really using these biorhythmic and astrological cycles mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where it's like why is this not taught in school like right. like this is the most foundation fundamental thing that women could possibly have access to right i kind of thing so yeah no i love that you brought that up like our own actual biological cycles
0: yeah.
1: are not only tied to the cosmic influences of energetics mm-hmm. but as females and if, you know, we weren't talking about masculine and feminine as men or women, but in this conversation, mm-hmm. it is male or female. Mm-hmm. Females have a completely different set of cycles that men don't have. Mm-hmm. And we we really need to honor that and not just honor it, but understand it mm-hmm. and get to a place of being able to work with it, mm-hmm. not have to fight against it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a really... I love that you brought that up because it's like another sort of caveat and side little project that i'm always hoping i can bring up into a conversation with any client (laughs) if they're female because i'm like i'm like the power that you can actually sort of harness within yourself when Mm -hmm. you learn to work with those cyclical parts of you Mm -hmm. is it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. yeah amazing
0: um so you mentioned Plan um the planetary influences that we have on us. And I think you called it a is it a natal chart? Yeah. I'm not very versed in astrology, but I'm always very interested in yeah. the topic. Um so does what's happening astrologically, does it influence us all differently based on our own kind of chart or design or whatever yes. you'd call it? Yep. So if you're looking at the planets it's gonna in you and i are looking at the same event it's gonna influence you differently than it's gonna influence me
1: yeah okay it always has the potential to influence people in a generalized familiar mm-hmm. way that will all sort of resonate with okay and then based on your own natal chart you will have stronger activations and in order to understand that i suppose it would be worth taking a moment to just sort of explain what a natal chart is. But basically the moment you're born, there's a snapshot of the sky and we sort of use the sun as like the center of the sky. And in astrology, there's the um, archetypes of the zodiacs that are based on the constellations, but they're not actually about the constellations where they are in the sky so there's this sort of like ring around earth the very moment that you're born it's like this invisible figurative ring if you just sort of zoomed yourself way out and you're just looking at earth kind of thing Mm -hmm. or if you're standing there and you're looking up at the sky and you have the ability to zoom way out the moment anyone is born it's like if there was a snapshot just taken right there of the night sky that is the planetary influence that was imparted on you the moment that you were born. Mm-hmm. So it's like those are your natural intrinsic um it's like your cosmic DNA sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you now have that patterning in you that stays with you for the rest of your life. It's very very similar to actual biological DNA where you get 50% from one parent, 50% from the other parent. And your cells start to divide using the exact same DNA. And it just replicates itself over and over again with that DNA. Mm -hmm. Your natal chart becomes your like cosmic DNA. And as you grow and you go through life and you go through experiences and you have, you know, certain things that are developed, your cosmic DNA just continues to replicate itself through all of those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And that's why people are so individualized. Mm -hmm. And why you will never get two people who think the same way, see the same way, have the same perspectives. You can get people who generally vibe, but they're always going to have their own little things that are very unique to them. Mm -hmm. And it's because their DNA is just energetically different from other people. Mm -hmm. Well, the moment any of us are born, the cosmos around us don't just stop in that moment of time they continue on, right? Mm -hmm. So we're now always carrying our imprinting while being exposed to whatever transit or cyclical planetary movement is going on around us all the time. Mm -hmm. So if we're having a, you know, like, let's just use the moon as an example, because it's something we can see every night. And we know that it, it moves its way through the zodiac In about 29 days so every Mm -hmm. two and a half days it moves into a new sign which represents a different set of like archetypal expectations that we can sort of um anticipate from that particular sign Mm -hmm. well if that sign let's say just as an example the moon is like in taurus well if the moon was in taurus the moment you were born you have a taurus moon in your natal chart Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so if the moon's in Taurus you're going to have that feeling like you're just very familiar and comfortable here. Like you're Mm -hmm. well-suited here because this is a comfortable, safe, secure spot for you because you were born with that imprinting. It's in your DNA. Mm -hmm. If I don't have a Taurus moon and I actually have like, let's say, a fire moon or something like that, and Mm -hmm. my moon's actually, say, in Sagittarius, that moon for two and a half days will have a very very different emotional and mm-hmm. safety, security, like inner knowing feeling about it for me, because it's not my home sign in my natal chart, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And of course, the moon is one thing in the sky, there's the sun, and we've got 10 planets we're kind of accounting for plus the wow. major asteroids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that sort of means in a nutshell, wow. is what is when you say like, you're going through like a cycle or a pattern. Mm-hmm the cosmos are always moving around us. They're always within different proximities and strengths. They're always making different angles to each other, which create embellishments or um, can sort of create more of like a pause or a respite and stuff. So we're always sort of at the whim of that Mm -hmm. and whatever our natal chart says about us will indicate what we end up experiencing through those cycles. Mm
0: Okay. That makes sense. That is incredible and it sounds so vast and it sounds like you could just study that for the rest of your life
1: <laughs> I most likely will you will yeah. yes I will Amazing. probably continue to study astrology for the rest of my life because every time I see a new natal chart I'm like wow like it's yeah. it's like oh here's something different let's see what we can make out of this and then it it's as unique as a fingerprint yeah
0: yeah
1: it's very incredible. it's a very cool science the oldest science on earth is it yeah wow well and I collectively imagine like universal probably just looks different on in different realms or planets or I don't know whatever you believe in yeah (laughs)
0: yeah so cool
1: um
0: so I feel like I could talk to you forever because you are just this amazing wealth of knowledge and I never want this conversation to end and I'm a (laughs) talker I did warn you (laughs) (laughs) um one thing I wanted to um go back to before we kind of wrap this up um you mentioned that um you were when you were doing business in a more feminine way you did that switch you back to your intuition like going back to intuition Mm, yeah is that kind of like a full circle thing where you went as you started going more into your feminine energy did you connect with your intuition, thus taking those shortcuts that you are saying, not taking the long route and making all those detours and being, yeah, more direct in your um, direction? I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: no, it does make sense, and it comes down to all of the different facets of it as well. Um, that masculine way of conducting business especially when it comes to like marketing and selling Um, doesn't matter what business or what industry you're in if you're in business it's because the goal is to have some type of monetary exchange for services or goods Mm -hmm. of some kind so the goal is financial remuneration
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you can't have that without marketing advertising and selling Mm -hmm. so even the most heart-centered businesses or heart-centered individuals Mm -hmm. or like the most honest and earnest people they still have to market and sell and there's always still going to be an underlying awareness of this need for money right Mm -hmm. the masculine way of really pursuing larger influxes of these remunerations coming into your business is really to like go out and get and work into that there's a whole lot of um harmful like tactics out there Mm -hmm. where like the deception marketing the pain point marketing the uh like those really forceful ways of trying to sell like those fear-based ways Mm -hmm. um those are really, really prevalent in just about all entrepreneurial, like business, marketing, advertising, uh, the sales world, for sure. Mm. Those are really, really big skills that are like taught. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of those skills that I was using, because they were sort of, the picture that was painted was like, no one likes to do these, but they work. Like if you want the outcome, you still have to go through this and do all of this. And I had never, ever found a place of actually being comfortable with the way that marketing and selling was taught. Mm -hmm. And I was good at it and I could do it, but it did not feel right. And one of the things that was like really obvious to me, I would say this is probably one of the first times where I realized that I had given my power away to like external voices of authority was realizing that I was doing something every single day that I hated doing, but I really liked the outcome I was getting. Mm. And this person who I, you know, and I'm using just one person to sort of personify like a collection of like mentors and people I were, was following and learning from and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I was listening to this person kind of thing and doing what they were telling me to do, even though it felt so out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And I kind of realized that, and again this is all like sort of hindsight stuff that i could sort of see after the fact once i was a bit more removed from it right so when i was in it it wasn't so obvious but really it re- no <laughs> it never is <laughs> maybe for some people it's a bit more obvious or maybe a little sooner they'll pick up on it but i seem to like i really love that long way around like bashing my head against the wall first many many times before i go aha <laughs> i don't know why um but really recognizing that I had become so disempowered because I was not listening to that inner voice that was telling me to try something different. Like, why don't you just try doing it this way? And I would really shut that voice down because it's not how, you know, guru so-and-so said I was supposed to do it. And I, I remember going through that process of being like, Who collectively decided that this was the only way that we had to do like, you know, kind of for like really just giving my own head a shake being like, if it's not feeling right, like why do do I have to do this? And I'd, you know, tried in this industry, tried in this industry, tried in this industry. Like all of the techniques were the same. None of it felt good. Like it never felt good. And I was still just willing to show up every day and be in that energy and just push through, even though it didn't feel good. Like Mm -hmm. why? Because so-and-so who's an expert told me that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't know if it was just like one instance, or it was probably more like a collection of a bunch of instances, but just really realizing that like, I will never actually be fully creating my own life if I let their voices override my own. So I got to a point where I was like brave enough to just not do what the standard model was anymore and just try things that kind of felt a little bit more right. And the fear that sort of kept me from doing that for quite a number of years was, you know, having instances where maybe that sale didn't come through or maybe my income did start to drop while I was you know doing more what felt good Mm. kind of thing and that fear of um me sort of losing grip of everything i had built for myself really just kept me doing the things that did not feel good at all and then when i got brave enough to start trying like my world didn't crumble and it didn't collapse it might have ebbed and flowed a little bit more than it used to because i was you know, allowing myself to do the same. So, of course, naturally, money's going to do the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. Money's just energy. But, like, nothing happened. Like, it wasn't this detrimental, like, crash that I thought it was going to be. And then just really, that's kind of when I think, like, my, like, higher consciousness really started to come online, where I realized that, like, we're, we're so conditioned to put this external authority so far outside of ourselves that we are just so comfortable with shutting ours down. And when you let that come online, you're able to sort of show yourself how powerful you are without the need for this external authority. And of course, there's a balance there because external authorities are great knowledge and information still needs to be passed down and taught somehow right so you can Mm -hmm. still have people that you look up to that you follow that you learn from but recognizing that what they say is just guidance it's not law Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's not the be all end all it's not the only way and really recognizing that we are very powerful and we're allowed to take little bits and pieces from lots of different people from lots of different areas of life And move forward with the things that work for us and ignore the things that don't. So like really making that shift and being like, you know, my own inner authority has just as much value at this table as this authority who I'm paying for their knowledge and experience Mm -hmm. and recognizing that their knowledge and experience does no longer get to override my own internal energetic compass and if something doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. I don't need to force it into my way of doing things and I just do more of what feels good and I can maintain that same level of manifestation Mm -hmm. outwardly Mm -hmm. and like it's really crazy for me like really looking back and seeing all these things because a lot of my illnesses and like the symptoms that i had struggled with in health they were kind of self-manifested and perpetuated and when i made those shifts in my business and you know that trickles out into life as well when you when you get your when you take your power back in one area of your life you have no choice but to become empowered as a human being so you start to take your power back in other areas and I started to recognize like, you know, I'd given my power away to the modern medical system. I'd given my power away to the traditional education system and allowing me to like make those shifts in the other areas of my life. Um, it really had that like snowball effect as well. So it like it didn't just stay confined to that business world. Right. It really, yeah, it I don't know the word for it, like it really infiltrated all the other areas of life as well. Mm mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like feeling what that felt like, like even anybody who's listening to this right now, you know what it feels like to be disempowered, right? When you don't feel like you are good enough or you don't know enough or you're not the expert or, you know, you're just really unsure of yourself or you're really nervous and things like that. Like it's, it's not a good feeling. Like those things don't feel good. And then you know what it feels like when you are in a powerful state, when you're confident, when you can speak clearly, and you just know that you have faith and trust in your own ability to make good decisions and to be able to keep yourself safe, like it's a completely different feeling. Mm -hmm. And when I learned to stay in that feeling a lot more, my physical health and my like symptoms and like the mental health aspects of things started to work themselves out as well so like even making that shift in business shifted my health Mm -hmm. without me really solely having to focus on my health because there was so much that was wrapped up in this imbalance of masculine energy Mm -hmm. that was creating illness within my body right Mm -hmm. so like it's a major nuanced thing yeah and and that kind of just leaves me where I'm at now Is like teaching people about Mm -hmm. this So Mm -hmm. that they can find that place of harmonized energetic balance too, where they're utilizing a little bit of this energy, a little bit of this energy, and they're not making themselves like sick Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the whole scope of what that word means. Mm -hmm. Um, People become sick when they're disempowered, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I'm so happy that you ended up making that choice to start listening to your own inner voice and your own inner (laughs) authority. Because now you are a trailblazer and a leader, you know, who's helping women do the same oh, Thank you. So I'm really grateful that you had the courage to do that. It's not an easy thing to do.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I am always in awe of how I got here to this place in my life. You know, like, I'm, and sometimes it's like, I don't even know. If I should be grateful or thankful or if I should just know that this was always the plan, like I kind of I teeter totter and I go back and forth where sometimes it feels like blind, dumb luck. Sometimes it feels like it's just divine purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, like it, it really does. It truly, truly feels like this is what I'm actually supposed to be doing. Like, there's a purpose to it. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't go through all of these things for nothing or to keep it to myself, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I didn't go through all of these processes to just heal myself, to just Mm -hmm. create a love, like a life that I love, to only just decondition my own sort of like traumas and perspectives. Like, none of this feels like it's meant to just be for me, Mm -hmm so the most logical and like the most intuitive thing I could possibly do is find a way to share this and help other people with it so all that to kind of say like thank you for the opportunity for the conversation for the platform to be able to get these these kinds of like really groundbreaking conversations out there so that people can find them because they're on their journeys they're looking for their next little breadcrumb too right so We just collectively kind of hope that we can be that little like next beacon of light for them. So I appreciate people like you who have the platform to be able to do this. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: What would be your tip? Because this is the Queen Up podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say to women um, who want to queen up in their lives? What would
1: be your tip? Oh, I wish I had something so profound to say.
0: (laughs) It doesn't have to be profound. Sometimes it's the most simple ones that are the most profound.
1: (laughs) Honestly, like you're not a victim, Mm. you're not a victim and it doesn't matter what it is at any given moment when you feel like you're victimized, but women collectively do feel like they're a victim and you're not a victim. You just don't understand how powerful you actually are and you don't understand how deeply rooted this disempowerment model really goes. So you're not a victim. It's more like you're a byproduct of many, many, many generations of things that have just brought us really far out of alignment. But if you can get out of your victimization mentality and truly believe that you are intuitive and powerful and you really can be and do and have anything you want, That is the turning point for you in your life, but you can't flip that switch if you sit in victimization. So really recognizing when you are sort of playing that victim role, Mm. if you are playing the victim role in any way at all, you are so disempowered, you have no power from that place. So just deciding that you're no longer a victim.
0: amazing yes you heard her ladies (laughs) (laughs) that was good thank you um where can people find you Janessa um tell us your social media yeah tell us about your current offerings people can get in touch with you and get um amazing work done with you
1: yeah I'd love to thank you for asking Mm -hmm. um well if you're here local in Kamloops BC uh that's where Kasha and I are right now I have a local in-person healing clinic downtown. It's called The Energy Hub. Um, My company started off online. I've always been primarily online. It's just been in the last couple of years that I've actually been like physically accessible in our local community. My company has always been The Energy Hub and it's just theenergyhub.com. And it's not energy as the word is spelt, it's actually N, r g and everything i do online is pretty well found through my website so you can just go to www.dnrghub.com and then on facebook and instagram that is also my handle for both so super super easy um i also love just getting emails from people honestly sometimes it's the easiest way if you have questions just email me you can just email janessa j-a-n-e-s-s-a at theenergyhub.com dot t-h-e-n-r-g-h-u-b.com and i keep it as simple as that i'm online website facebook instagram or email anything more than that that's yeah, way too much i hear you <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> amazing i'll have those linked down below in the show notes as well for everyone yeah thank you so much thank you so much for having this conversation today i had so much fun talking with you um yeah, and just sharing your wisdom. Likewise, thank you so much. Bye, Janessa. Bye bye.